My mama would say, you gotta fight for what is right. To her I would say, I wanna give back the world some light. Mm-hmm. But it's an empty road, I feel so Good evening, Patriots. Trying out a new song, and I think it's pretty good. Let's see how it goes, but I think that's going to be all right. A little bit of change once in a while doesn't hurt anything. So I think we need a little change in tenor when we get to the evenings a little bit. Lots of stuff still going on with uh, Lahaina. We're going to talk about that in Hawaii tonight. I'm going to play some pieces. I want to do some prayers on that. We have some other prayers of healing to do tonight. So I've got some things to do. We're getting a lot of requests for healing prayers. And um, I said this before, that if we have to start modifying the evening show to do more of that, we will. And it's it's been happening. And I'm good with that. So some people need prayers sooner than just every Saturday. So we'll continue to open that up. If you need prayers let us know, and we'll work it into either bended knee or fissures of men or both. And I think that's important right now. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of pain in the world right now, and a lot of anxiety, and a lot of fear. And um, we can really be of comfort to the many out here that are really dealing with so much of what this upheaval that we're dealing with. I think that one of the things we've all kind of come to realize is just how evil evil can be. And I think that also reflects how incredible and loving we really are. It's an interesting moment in time because we, we turn now 
instead of running away from each other, we are turning into each other and into our Father, realizing that without that and without what we're building here together, that we're not going to get through this. Lahaina is um, devastation. It's um, worse than people are reporting, than media is reporting. The local reports are continuing to show absolute devastation. There's a lot of pushback on the theories of like outside technologies, be it directed energy weapons, um, weather modification. And I, I'm going to say it this way. I understand people's apprehension to want to go there, and I understand that there are other criminal issues that we have to look at because they're trying to bury everything there. But the fact of the matter is that the casualties that are there, the, the raising number of deaths, especially with children, and the devastation to the vehicles alone should be a red flag to people that these are not normal temperatures for a fire. And that should raise enormous amount of questions. The other question that people have to be asking, and there's some good reporting coming out today of how the fire came down towards the road. I've actually been in Lahaina. It was many years ago, but I recognized the place where he was at. There was a railroad track, and then there was a barren section of land. And the fire jumped through that barren section of land, which would be like a, a fire trail that you would cut in the forest. But not only did it jump the barren section of ma- land, the palm trees that were there weren't very burned, if at all. And then it went across a four-lane highway to start a fire on the other side. Now, I'm not going to tell you that's not possible in the terms of fire science. And I've seen some pretty amazing things of what fire can, can do in a jump, and we've, we see those. But there's a lot of very suspicious issues. And the biggest one is the melting of the wheels, bumpers, front ends of vehicles. I realize that some bumpers are plastic, and we can explain that. But there's, there's a tremendous amount of vehicle damage at a level of super high heat. And the fact that this fire is jumping the way it is, is speaking to something else. And one of those things that could very easily be what they had seeded the weather clouds with, which is aluminum. They sometimes use magnesium and a few other things that can be highly explosive when put under the heat and the movement of the fire. Either way, we have to keep our minds open. And so I'm encouraging anybody that's closing their thoughts down to say, well, it can't be this. And don't be talking about conspiracy theories. Conspiracy theories are only conspiracy until they're proven true. And unfortunately, these days, conspiracy theories have a lifespan of about two weeks before we prove them true. And there was enough articles that came out around that piece around Lahaina early on that when a media, major media outlets started to say things like the climate deniers are now using a conspiracy theory of directed energy weapon. Let me translate that to common language. Those that know the truth about climate are revealing to you the truth about how we started this, but you and those in the matrix must not believe it. That's literally what they're saying. So, I, I, and the reason I, I kind of, I'm going to go back to this intro song because really the whole essence of the beginning of the song today is, is that piece. And I think we, it's why I'm probably going to keep it and do a bit of a change because Ultimately, everything we have to do is through Christ. And in these troublesome times, when things get so chaotic, and it's difficult to process, and it's painful, we are witnessing and feeling more than ever the interconnectivity of the human soul. And it's the human connective, the collective soul of Christ. We're feeling that pain as we see others suffer. And I'm having a very hard time today processing some of the messages sent to me because there's a certain sense of disconnect that's happening around our world. And it's not focused on the issues in which we're all all bearing on. And I'm highly focused right now on this Lahaina issue with the kids and then how that's linking us into stuff we're doing with Operation Vineyard and, and... so I, I mean, my, my own bias to this is I'm very immersed in the thinking of that, but we all should be taking moments like this and pausing. What we are doing ourselves, these obsessions that we get with what we're doing in our own lives, take a pause a minute. Take a pause. 
and pray for others and be considerate when we're trying to pass out, you know, things that are going on in our lives or dramas or whatever. Take a pause and realize that right now, you know, if you're having a great day doing whatever, there's some serious death and pain that's going on over there. And it's getting super suspect over there what's going on. Because they're they're not they don't the police over there don't even know who's pulling the strings, and emergency management doesn't know who's pulling the strings. And they're being told that they have to have passes to go into the, go to their homes. They can't get back to their medications. There's a lot of things happening. People that only have contracts are allowed in and out of the area. This is sounding so much. You know, you say, well, boy, this. This almost sounds like a conspiracy in the making. It is. This is exactly where these come from because the government doesn't speak. Everybody's in a CYA mode because what happened here was a crime against humanity. And those that are involved in the way that this group works are likely now been framed in a blackmail that they're all, they're all panicking about. My suspicion is that most of the people leading up to this event though they were inclined to be influenced by dirty money and, and offers of power, they weren't really controlled heavily by the deep state. And the deep state's this nefarious element of who is that. That's, that would be corporate powers, senior government officials, high ups in banking and, and finance, people that want to turn Maui into a demonstration, artificial intelligence managed smart city with 15-minute zones. That's what they want to do. And thank goodness for the tribes, they've been holding out. But when this crime was executed, and, it, and it will, I think we can have enough evidence to point to the fact that there's very suspect issues here of people doing things because they were told to. And it's happening again now. You're getting people, police getting orders to, we have to stop giving permits to people. We can't give access to, to certain supplies from people. The government officials trying to deflect and, from responsibility. Everybody's in a panic mode right now. And nobody wants to take responsibility, and nobody wants to do the right thing. And that gets to a moral character of people, and it's a reflection right now of what's going on in Lahaina. is a reflection of our entire country, and for that matter, much of the world. And so I, I say that because it's important that everyone take a moment to pause and to really pay attention to what's going on over there. You know, we have a prayer we did two weeks ago that was given to us by our follower, JCUK, for a friend that was down in the islands that was run over by a fishing boat while diving that ended up with a broken pelvis, internal injuries, ripped open his middle and broke his femur. And they didn't expect him to live. Now I'm leading to something, so bear with me a minute. And we prayed on this individual, and a week later, this person was flying home. That's against all odds. That's God's blessings of healing right there. But here's my point. We didn't have to be there to put hands on. Instead, we were praying across bodies of water, which... Our big geographic, geologic separations from us, okay? And we're praying to somebody around across the world, and they're, they're getting healed by the miracles of our living God. Which means that our world is much smaller than we realize because through the body of Christ, we're all connected. So for the people running around right now and going about their day and, and not taking time to reflect on what's going on in Lahaina, you're turning your back on a whore of an, of an issue that's going on over there. There were, as it is appearing, there's, there's still over a thousand people missing. And they're slow dripping the death toll because they don't want people to freak out. But at the core of much of that death toll are children. And so as we can kind of look at the way this is rolling out, we can see it fairly clearly that what's coming here is that they set the events in motion. People were given instruction to do things or not to do things. Certain utilities were cut off. Certain utilities were left on, as it appears. 
and then a fire was initiated. Everyone agrees that fires don't come out of nowhere. And this is the big thing. It's like, well, how did the fire start? And so you're going to get some probably, you know, random spark theory that it jumped from the power line. And people are trying to suggest that. And it's like, let's stop that for a minute. Because some of the places the fire starts that doesn't line up. And so like I say, I have a very strong opinion on how I think this came together because I think it was a layered event, not just one thing. But I have no doubt in my heart that this included things like directed energy, chemtrails to modify weather, power surges on power lines that weren't supposed to be down, back backflow of the, of the smart meters, wherever they were. There's a lot of things like this, including the particulates that were in the air that, that caused that fire to burn hotter. I don't think there's any question in my mind that that's a combination effect because this is what they do. So that you can't point it on one thing and they can always deflect and say it's conspiracy. But all that aside, there's children that were incinerated right there. Which knowing what we know about them, and I talked about this last night some, but I want to get into this a little bit tonight. They set the conditions in place so that their, their drones, their minions, would do as they were told so that this land, which was under the control of the tribes, the tribes were refusing to turn it over, they arranged in such an event to create a, a series of events which included a hurricane, which just interestingly is a appears to have been a dry hurricane with dry, heavy winds. I'm not saying that's not possible. I'm not a weather expert, but I'm going to tell you I've yet to run into one. And this series of events then were set in motion for the intention, knowing that they would cancel school, knowing that they could initiate a fire, know that they could create a firestorm, because I think this is the hardest part for people to get their head around. This was done intentionally to sacrifice children because that's how they get the greatest amount of power. And that's how they would build the power and their, if you will, quote unquote, their goodwill with their, with Baal to gain control over that land. I've looked at this so much. I mean, every time that story keeps coming back to that place. And here's what's even more disturbing. In the original sacrifices to Baal and Moloch, this is how they destroyed children. They put them into a furnace and burned them. When you go to Moses and he comes off the mountain, when he discovers the golden calf, I, I've said this before, understand what he's witnessing. Those that he led out of Egypt had returned to their old ways, and part of that was to burn their oldest child to receive offerings from Baal or Moloch. Hence the reason he lost his flippin' mind and destroyed the golden calf, made them drink the water, and then slayed, I think it was like two or 3,000 of Levi's line. We're dealing with this same warfare now. We're dealing with this same sickness that has been here. But we have some things that aren't quite the same as it was in the ancient ways. We've been given authorities now. Jesus has given us these authorities. And even though God gave it to us before, there's no question now that we have them. We have the right to step on snakes and scorpions, and we have dominion over evil. And we can do all that he did and greater works than he, because he is going to the Father. And yet our churches don't teach it. And yet there's a miracle that did happen in, in Lahaina. And it's a very important one. Out of all the fires and everything that burned, the one thing that didn't burn is the church. And I'm not, I, I watched the video today. It brought me to tears. The church is perfectly fine. It wasn't even touched by flames around it or inside. And I believe truly that that's a message from God to remind us that this was a fire of men, not a fire by his hand. But we are dealing with truly evil people that will lie to you. They will say whatever they have to say in the media. They will try to keep people distracted. 
They don't want people getting too close to the story. I mean, what we have there is a citywide crime scene because of the number of people that have been incinerated. And as Hawaii, Maui specifically, and Lahaina are going through these problems, they're asking you know, for help with locals. And as I mentioned earlier today on Bend and Knee, we're making some inquiries to see how Bards Nation can support, and we will look into that. I am. I am. But there's not, it's very difficult to even connect to how to get people's support there. But all that aside, it's like everything else we do these days. When something happens, we just kind of turn our back on it and, and just go about our day like no big deal. Imagine a world where instead of being consumed with our own lives, if we would take an hour out of the day or two hours out of the day, but we would stop and we would pray. We would stop doing what we're doing. We might even go into fast. I mean, we have to start thinking differently if we're going to really be the children of the Most High, if we're going to be walking in that inheritance, and if we're going to be fighting this enemy. And I, I'm, I'm saying this as, a, as something to think about seriously. I fatigue of people that are so self-consumed with their own events that they don't have an eye to look at what's bigger in the world. And this is a significant event in the world right now because it's also officially part of the United States. It's a radical attack on people's innocence in their lives. This didn't even have war drums like in Ukraine. And the, the cognitive dissonance that is occurring in our nation on that level is still phenomenal to me. You have people, I think, that are still putting up Ukraine flag. Well, I know for a fact. I saw somebody on a site the other day that still has their Ukraine flag up. And no mention of Hawaii. People just don't want to face it. They don't want to face the facts. I, and I think that it's somehow, if it's not next to us, if it's not right before us, if it's not in our neighborhood, if it's not in our in our backyard, if it's not in our community area, we just don't think it's important. I don't see life that way. And part of it's because of this podcast, I will tell you. Because every day I'm buried deep into some issue that's taking me to some other place to look. And I'm and that's just me. But I, I don't I think it's important that we take these times to really reflect, especially right now. I mean, this is this is a brethren, a common brethren here. And it's a people that it's pretty evident that if if all of this is just a bloody coincidence, then I'm gonna tell you that it's one of the greatest coincidences I've ever witnessed that so many things, so many things have happened and lined up so perfectly. I want to play a piece here. It's about 10 minutes, and it's a, it's a compilation of a lot of different things on what's going on in Lahaina and, and, and Maui. I want you to hear this. And then um, we're going to close out with some pretty intense prayer. We've got to do some prayer for them, and we've got to do some prayer for healing. And um, I think we need to start really establishing some real sense of authorities of where we need to be right now, because we can. Survivors of the Maui fire say that they received no warning and that the flames appeared so quickly that escape was difficult. Everything was suddenly in flames and many found refuge in the ocean for hours while their homes burned to the ground and into the same powdery ash footprint we've seen in recent years. So far, it is estimated that nearly a thousand people have Locals are worried this includes hundreds of children who were home due to school being canceled that day. Several people are reporting that the government is not only doing little to help, but they are blocking local efforts to do so and are not allowing local donations through. 
and that they are blocking life-saving medicine because it isn't federally approved. Denying people access to bring in supplies, just supplies for people to live. The government withholding every single one of our donations because we are not a part of FEMA and Red Cross. So none of this is eligible for giving out. Tell me why, I have no freaking clue. The people of Maui are on their own for now. And aside from the federal government's bureaucratic failure, they have good reason to be suspicious. Just like what we saw five years ago in Paradise, California, there was nothing normal about these fires. Within a day of burning, it was like a bomb went off. When you see the full, the full extent of the destruction of the lineup, it will shock you. It does appear like a bomb and fire went off, if I may and all of those buildings virtually are gonna to have to be rebuilt. It will be a new Lahaina. Local residents have been reporting bright flashes of light. One was captured by a home security camera that appears to have been the start of the Olinda fire. Many people are saying that it was directed energy weapons. We know that most major governments already have them. And during the California fires, online weather maps recorded what looks like a laser from above striking an area just before it bursts into flames. In his research, Dennis Mills discovered that the incendiary aluminum and barium nanodust from chemtrails is most likely fueling the ferocity of today's so-called super wildfires. And on the day before the Maui fires broke out, locals were reporting a heavy overcast from chemtrailing that they'd never seen before. La Haina is considered to be a historic and sacred land. It was the capital of the Kingdom of Hawaii before it was taken by the United States. It's been occupied by native Hawaiians ever since, who are defiantly opposed to the mainland outsiders who have been buying up land with no respect for local culture. Not just BlackRock and Vanguard, but billionaires like Mark Zuckerberg, who owns more land on Kauai than what the government of Kauai owns, and Oprah Winfrey, who has bought over a thousand acres of land in Hawaii, including a new 870 acres in Maui she just bought this spring. In 2018, the Paradise wildfires broke out exactly where the United Nations have plans to somehow make off-limits to humans. And that same year, a report on wildfire prevention was published that was focused on the exact same areas in Maui where the fires just broke out. All the historic downtown, all of it is demolished and all the, the houses gone. But those commercial big box stores are still there. Hawaii Governor Josh Green has been putting the World Economic Forum's Great Reset Agenda ahead of Hawaiian interests. Just weeks before the fire, he unveiled an emergency proclamation on housing that eliminates the traditional land use commission, allowing the government more leeway to build as they see fit, such as building 15-minute smart cities run by artificial intelligence, just like they've been planning to do in Hawaii for years. At some point, I will make a major donation after all of the smoke and ashes have settled here and we figure out what the rebuilding is gonna look like. This is gonna be a, a long and difficult process. You're going to see a lot of Phoenix stories rising from the ashes here. I live on Maui. The media is lying and or covering up the extent of the damage and the count. I personally know people that are telling me and destruction is way worse than we're being told. I am witnessing the cover-up by the media firsthand. I'm Raylene and located in Maui. I live in Kihei and I wanted to share some local updates. Shocking, or maybe not. Did you hear about the fires? Did you hear that the government of Hawaii states our goal is to rebuild and make the entire island of Maui the first smart island. They want the entire island governed by AI as outlined in the Hawaii Digital Government Summit of 2023 that they plan to host next month on September 25th, 2023 on Maui. Wow, now they're gonna come to the rescue for this horrible problem. 
And last January in 2023, there was a Smart City Conference in Maui to turn Maui again into the Smart City Island, pushing everything electric, making 15-minute Smart Cities. And there was also a contract last year to build a high-rise condo complex and businesses in Lahaina, which was a historic town that couldn't have any new development in this area. But now it's demolished. So now I guess they have to rebuild, right? We spent the morning trying to find places to volunteer to help. We feel helpless. There's so much going on. There's people who need assistance. We went to the War Memorial Shelter, which has, we learned has been taken over FEMA by FEMA. They've taken a whole bunch of supplies. People do not know where they're going. They don't trust that they're actually going to be delivered to people in need. In past FEMA situations, after disasters, they found containers full of supplies that were never given to the people. And if you go to the War Memorial, people are being told to go there if you need assistance. They are turning everyone away, saying that it's not a distribution center. It's a shelter, and unless you're checked into this shelter, you will receive nothing. And I will say for donations on the island, please be considerate of your fellow humans because there's a lot of moms that need diapers and wipes and formula and everything has been purchased and given as donations and now it is being hoarded by Red Cross and FEMA not being distributed to those who actually need them. So ship things in from Amazon. I shared today that you could ship things to the Maui Food Bank. There's some other local organizations that will actually get your items to the people. And FEMA is also making people sign paperwork just to receive assistance. We did find through local word of mouth, a place where we could donate our time today. And we assisted the Hungry Heroes of Hawaii at Buzz's Wharf in Ma'alia. I said that right. Great place. If you need donations or if you have some to drop off, you can. It's a staging area right before the road is shut down to get into the line area. They were not allowing anyone through unless you had, if, if you had a supply truck, full of supplies to help the people in these areas. You were not allowed through unless you had a specific contract or permission from a certain agency to come through and where would you get that permission from? So lots of people are being denied. They're trying to come in with supply trucks to assist. This Hungry Heroes, they were able to get some trucks in yesterday they were supposed to meet with the mayor and officials. They said they waited around for five hours being told to move to different locations. And then they were eventually kicked out and said, why are you even here? And they were trying to coordinate to drop off and deliver supplies. And they can get to the supplies, but there's nowhere to drop them off or give them to anybody because everything is so disorganized. They also brought 150 meals, cooked meals, to help the people who need them and they were denied because it was not cooked in a commercial kitchen. So not being allowed to distribute. All the roads in and out of Lahaina are blocked except for specific personnel and it's up in the air, we don't know anymore. Maybe if you're a resident with an ID. That was open yesterday and they supposedly shut it back down after a few hours because people were trying to take photos of the damage that happened in Lahaina. Heaven forbid that they go to their houses and do anything. There is a looting going on and not just in the Lahaina area, also in Kula. There are boats making supply runs. Some of them are saying that they've had to push through barricades to get in and deliver supplies because again, the government officials are trying to shut down local assistance. It seems like they only want FEMA and they only want Red Cross. Yet when you talk to people on the ground, Where's FEMA? Where's Red Cross? They're not doing anything. They're not distributing the supplies. Other of all bomb announcements and exposure of Biden crime family connected to Ukraine. From a resident in Maui, what you're not hearing from our local government. I just got out of a meeting where required an exorcism. Other of all bomb announcements and exposure of Biden crime family connected to Ukraine. From a resident in Maui, what you're not hearing from our local government. I just got out of a meeting where I was informed by someone in the mayor's office about developments that are being kept from the public. I am not a conspiracy theorist, and I don't want to make trouble, but here's what I've heard. 
The amount of fatalities is expected to be more than 500, but less than 1,000. Many of the fatalities will be children who were at home because they canceled school. Parents worked and were not there to evacuate the children. Kids had no idea they needed to leave, and by the time they noticed their homes or apartments were on fire, it was too late. (sighs) The government is worried about how we will react when we learn that the fire department left the fire earlier in the day and claimed it was 100% contained, knowing that the winds were expected to be 70 miles per hour by the afternoon. It's against all fire control protocols. They're scared that the public calls for accountability will be more than they can control. And riots will occur. They plan to lock down Lahaina for several months. It will take months to clean up the hazardous environmental contamination. They won't have enough housing for all the displaced. There were 2,000 unaccounted for this morning. They have a list they're trying to keep track. They found 700 today. 1,300 more missing. They're worried that the community is going to freak out when they find out how not a single fire truck responded to the fires. The emergency sirens were not activated. Hurricane sirens and loss of life could have been kept down by better emergency management, which utterly failed. If you ask me, this is not incompetence. It's a planned crisis. Thank you, Laura Bali, for that update from somebody who was in a meeting there. And that's just it. You can sit back and you can look at these things and say, well, maybe it's a dysfunctional government. Maybe it's just incompetence. But the series of events that were laid out, when you understand who these people are, that they truly do worship Baal and Moloch, the children's sacrifices at the center of their power. And this represents a critical power move to cast off the native tribes and now deny them resources because tribal governments are not part of FEMA. And if you didn't hear last night, Obama was asking people to donate to FEMA. Now tell me how that works. Federal Emergency Management Association that's now taking donations. There's something here that's so dark going on, and it's literally all tied to their Babylonian garbage that that we live under. You sacrifice the children and then you get the people to give their labor by virtue of a dollar or dollars to their temple. Does this not sound like what Christ flipped tables for outside of the Pharisees temple? I think so. I know there's going to be a lot of, not here necessarily, but there's a lot of doubters out here in our world that don't want to believe the truth. And all I can say is it's time to wake up. And it's time for God's children to start taking the authorities that were given to break the chains that these people are trying to build with the sacrifices in blood of the children and to turn it back upon them. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you today very humbled, with heavy hearts indeed, very heavy hearts. Father, we are, we've been sitting here moving through the stories and just feeling the pain of all that was lost in Lahaina. And what has become seemingly very clear is that this was much more than a fire, but this was a sacrifice. Father, with the authorities given to us by Jesus and through the sacrifice on the cross, we come before the throne today, humbled and asking that these, and declaring that these chains that were made, these bondages that were created through the sacrifice of the children be broken. That those in the powers to be, the positions of power in this world, They were trying to use this as a way to muster up enormous amount of power and control. We break those chains. We reverse those spells. We crush any attempt to harm the people of Lahaina. And any of the sacrifices that were made now, 
We declare that this will be a force seven times greater that will turn on to those that were participant in it, from the lowliest to the highest. And Father, as this force turns on them sevenfold greater than anything they've ever witnessed, we are also taking this to the courts of heaven. And we are declaring judgment and asking for judgment upon all of these involved, from the lowest to the highest. Father, we're witnessing police officers and are obeying blind orders. They don't even know where they're coming from by turning people down for supplies and passes to their home. We're witnessing firemen that, for whatever reason, turn their back on their duty to save the public. We know people apparently shut off the water. Others turned on or turned off the power in inappropriate times. We know there's other effects here in play that started the spires because fires just don't start by accident. All of these things smell of a massive attack on a people. And we all share the same root, the love of you, Father. So, Father, this is a time now that we're also asking for war angels to take post around all of Lahaina and all of the burned areas. And we're asking for a mighty hand of justice to sweep across that island and to strike every government official, to hold them and bear them accountable. Jesus, we are asking you here to present yourself before them, to make it very clear who the power in this world is. And to leave them with a choice. To repent and come back and do their job as they were intended to, as a servant of the people, or to understand the consequences of where they will be, which will be the eternal lake of fire with no way home. Father, we, need a, we are praying and need a powerful hand of judgment upon all of this now. Hear our prayers, Father. Father, we also declare healing tonight. We have a couple of prayers for healing. One is for Dana. Dana wrote me and she was asking for prayers for healing. She says she's dealt with severe chronic pain for over for years. And 23 years ago, her nervous system went crazy and is now stuck in a fight or flight mode. I haven't had a good sleep in 23 years. Well, Father, today we declare a miraculous healing of Dana. This night's sleep will return. She will have a good night's sleep immediately. That whatever is wrong with her nervous system, we place a hedge of protection around Dana. We break the bonds or chains that are established by the demonic, and we gag any influence that demonic may have. And Father, we pray for the whole filling of the Holy Spirit to fill her and her body, to replenish her, to restore her, to return her body back to perfection. And Jesus, we just ask for your hands upon Dana, to touch her, to restore her, to relieve her from this chronic pain of 23 years. Let this be the last that she'll ever have to deal with it. And may there be a transformation within her heart to let go of that story, that burden. That's the chains that we're breaking, to sever those chains that that story consists, persists no more. And that now Dana enters into a new era of freedom from pain. With a full knowledge and full understanding that all of this is going to be part and parcel of prayer and the glories of heaven. Father, we also pray tonight for a close friend of Dr. Pete Chambers. This is a person who's dealing with recurrent cancer. This is the wife. His name is Delane. She's, doc she's Dr. Will's wife, who is apparently, they're telling her she's on her last legs. That she's kind of, she's suffering through some pain now and trying to say that she's, she won't last long. We rebuke that, Father. We rebuke all of that, and we declare healing over Delane. We declare miraculous and incredible healing over Delane. This was a tumor that was removed last year in her abdomen, but it metastasized into the bone marrow. Father, we are, we're praying for just a 
a powerful flow of the Holy Spirit to move through her marrow of her bones and move through her entire body to cast out those demons, to cast out those darknesses, to purify her body and to restore her. This is going to be a miracle blessing, Father. You working through us, showing the power of the miracle God to shake her deep within, to leave her so amazed when she wakes up in these coming days, each day getting stronger, brushing off this, this cancer and restoring her body to the power and might in which kingdom intended. Father, we declare these things in the name of, Je of Jesus Christ with the, with the authorities given to us and all things said here tonight. We take this position before the throne, asking for all of these things with our heart and our soul and our love for the greater body of Christ. Hear our prayers, Father, and we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. We have to continue to pray and pray in hard to many things. Prayer is one of our greatest weapons, and part of that greatest weapon is healing. So we really have to continue with our prayers of healing for Lahaina, healing for the people, healing for the many. Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent, always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tomorrow. For bended knee, until then or until the next time. God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now. Oh, I want to feel something. I just want to breathe Close to me, look how it is.